Welcome, dear listener. I hope that you are going to really enjoy these episodes of being radically honest. And in the spirit of being radically honest, we need to fess up. So here's the thing. We started this out calling it radical honesty, but it turns out there's somebody already out there using the term and even trademark the term radical honesty. So from here on in, we are going to refer to this as radically honest instead. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another uh, interesting, unique, and fantastic, hopefully, (laughs) conversation that Dana and I are going to have called Radical Honesty, the Real Talk series. And um, I'm one of your hostess, Gaia Morissette. And uh, Dana, I'm going to, I'm going to see what you're, how you're going to introduce yourself today. So Dana, introduce (laughs) yourself to the audience. Uh, Okay. So my name is Dana Ferrant. And I think given that we are just a few days from Christmas and on recording this, I will call myself the Grinch uh, because that's where I'm at with the, the feeling of pre-Christmas. I feel like the Grinch, Uh, but actually what I do is I, I help people who are successful in business to grow even bigger but doing it with ease instead of push, hustle, and grind. Nice. I love that. Not as shocking as your last introduction. I know. Though, I, right? I, I'm you, not, you, you're see, not I'm on fire Grinch. today. The Grinch doesn't feel on fire today. It's like, it's pretty Grinchy. You know, I, I still got a lot of complaining to do about Christmas carols and the radio and people. Um, yeah, that's going to be the theme today. I'm like, I, that's where I'm at. I am like, totally honest. I feel very fucking Grinchy right now. All right. I love it. Um, So for everybody who doesn't know me, I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, BDSM expert, and a holistic trauma healer, as well as many other things that I do in the world. But fundamentally, what I do is I show up and I make the world a safer, happier, and sexier place for us all. And doing that through many of the ways that I show up. But in particular... Our Radical Honesty Real Talk series, I'm very excited about because both Dana and I have been like in Radical Honesty boot camp. I would say this <laughs> extreme Radical Honesty boot camp, mm-hmm. I would say, especially the last year. And we created this incredible retreat that's going to happen in April so that you can learn to also have radical honesty in your life as well. And and there is a benefit to it. We will get to that. There is a benefit to having radical honesty. There's huge benefits to having radical honesty. And one of the things that we talked about is how do we best showcase that? Well, let's have honest conversations, you and I, for the world to hear about how radical honesty is showing up in our lives. So... You want to go first? You want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I'll dive in. Maybe I'll be less grinchy after I share. You know. Okay. It's so, a how is, so how is radical honesty showing up for you the last two weeks? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So this year is a very interesting transition. So my soon-to-be ex-husband uh, and I are, of course, separating and we're navigating through that. It's all amicable, which is one of the benefits of the radical honesty is that we have a very easy transition. Um, and I was invited to go with the whole family to the, you know, the usual holiday fair. And that's great. Um, but one of the other things that's happened to me this year is, of course, with all the health challenges that I've had is that I can't really drink alcohol anymore. 
I have one drink and it crashes my immune system. So alcohol's a little bit off the table. And I got really thinking about going for Christmas and doing that without any alcohol. <laughs> and not that I'm a big drinker, but doing that without any alcohol, I'm like, mm. I think that combined with the fact that I don't really like Christmas in the first place, I took a pass. Mm-hmm. And it was really that piece of like having to look at, I'm going to have to show up fully sober. I don't have any crutches to be leaning on, to numb out, to, you know, to, to be able to, you know, manage everybody else's crazy at this time of year. And so I, it prompted me to say no, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of excited for, because I'm, I'm starting to lean into finding some new, um, some new things for me for reclaiming the 24th and 25th and, and well, actually we'll call it the 26th as well. Really this whole segment of the holiday season. Uh, you, know, you still see, it. I'm like still quite grinchy. Yes. So how did you though, like, how did you realize that? So like, let's, let's put some framework around where did the radical honesty come in? Like, it, you know, the way that you just told that story, like there was no conflict. There was like, no, like, oh, oh I don't really want to, I don't want to give up alcohol. What do you mean? You got to give up alcohol. Like I, there's, you didn't share any of those like, <laughs> See, messy, ugly like... things. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like last time I was so on fire and this time I'm like the other side of the spectrum. That's right. um, That's so I'm I get to for. show up in, in all of it. Um, yeah. Okay. So so, um, so let's back it up. I love wine. That's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. I love the experience of wine. I would love for wine to not have the effect with the alcohol, like just to be able to have the flavors and the drinking. I love it. It is one of the things that I really quite enjoy. And then sometimes being around people, um, quite honestly, it is easier with a couple of drinks to be able to ignore um, people's interesting things. And especially with my soon to be ex-husband, um, you know, this, these are all the things that like the reasons that we're separating that he drives me crazy with some things. He drives me crazy when he's drinking. Like that's, let's be honest. He becomes that slightly obnoxious, super loud drinker who's not fallen down drunk, but it's like, you know, you know, when people have like a couple of drinks and they just like that, that little buffer seems to fall away. And then this other person comes out and you're like, mm. and I can handle that if I'm also drinking, but when I'm completely sober, that person is fucking annoying. And I just want to punch him, which is not a good thing. No, so, <laughs> it's not going to help us with the whole separation. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't make for a nice Christmas. You know, when people no. start brawling at Christmas, no, it's, it's, really, not good. Yeah. Yeah. it's not and we, and we don't really support non-consensual violence. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If they're not paying me, I'm not punching them. <laughs> <laughs> and even then it's, I'm not sure yeah. I want to punch people. So <laughs> that's way too much work. Um, is that enough of the drama? Was it yeah. Well, I was or- just going to say like, so what were the thought processes? Like, how did you just quickly, like, can you take, take one little trick that you allowed you to move from that realization to actually ch- choosing it. So like, what was the piece that you went from the thought process of like, okay, well, I can't drink, so I'm not going to choose that. First of all, why did you choose not to drink? Cause like, just because it, 
like that's the other piece of this whole radical honesty part is that is that piece of self-awareness and just because we have self-awareness doesn't mean that we always listen to that self-awareness so like what made you really make that commitment to you like what was it about you and where you're at that you were like okay so i can't drink and i can't do this thing so i'm going to course correct accordingly which was making the choice that you did but how did you get to that place oh okay so the drinking thing Mm, so we need to back up so 2020 i had um a big health challenge. So my immune system crashed and, you know, I have some viruses that run in my system, which are opportunistic viruses. And so if I get run down, which I did at the end of 2019, um, then 2020, all the viruses that are opportunistic in my system took over and I was pretty much on the couch. Most of the time I, I cut down to like three hours a day, four days a week for work, um, was blessed to keep going with with everything with that small amount. Right. Um, so coming out of that, like through 2020 and through 2021, I really have had to do so much work to just, you know, keep going and getting to the point where I can go to the gym, although lightly and, you know, go for walks and, you know, do the, the basics Mm -hmm. that, I think, I think a lot of it is that, that realization of like how much time and energy I've put into recovering mm-hmm. health wise. And so the couple of times in 2021, like, I think maybe six times I've had six drinks over the year, um, each time my system has crashed again. And I've mm-hmm. had two weeks of feeling like absolute crap, which of course you've had to listen to. So you know. <laughs> one fucking drink. Right. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of inner, inner dialogue coming to terms with, you know, somewhat it feels like a choice outside. It feels like something else making a choice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, you know, alcohol has never really been a good friend anyway. Like as far as the effects on my body, I have always had a weakened immune system. So for me, alcohol is not a good choice. Um, so I think this year, you know, taking, I would say probably the last six months I've been really grappling with, like, I need to give up alcohol. I need to give away my collection of wine. And I've started throwing out part bottles of alcohol and, you know, crying as I'm throwing them out, but, um, (laughs) you know, and that's the, that's the piece that I think is important is that, 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 it's not just like, oh, I make this decision and then it's easy peasy and it all works itself out. <laughs> like there's like a process that goes along with that. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Um, it's like I said, my, my, I'm, yeah, I'm showing up. I have a commitment to showing up and it's, it's going to be messy. It's going to be ugly, but here, here you go. You get to see all of the things. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that I'm like 100% in the, oh, I'm never going to drink again. Like, woohoo. I'm in the, Mm, I'm probably never going to drink again. Damn it. Stage. Like it's a little bit slightly resentful, Um, especially when I, and this is where it ties into thinking about Christmas. Right. So to be honest, I have used alcohol to, you know, to be able to handle being in companies in which it is not entirely comfortable. I mean, if any, anybody that I know is listening to this podcast, (laughs) from the Christmas group. It's not that I don't love everyone. It's just that, you know, family dynamics is family dynamics. And there's always 
that underlying pieces and there's like the little things of like this person talks too much and it dominates the conversation and that's kind of uncomfortable and then this person and this person get into political arguments and and oh my god like this year it's going to be about fucking covid um that's a whole other story so you know just thinking about when i think play it out in my head about what's what's likely to go down mm-hmm. and to know that i don't have that backup of alcohol to just kind of numb it down I'm probably going to be, you know, snipping at people and that's not good. And it's not good for me. Yeah. And I also really need some time to just figure out like, how do I, how do I reclaim this season? Mm-hmm. Oh God, now I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> you know, I grew up without Christmas. I grew up Jehovah Witness and <sighs> I'm amazed at how much this has hit me this year. Um, maybe because I don't have alcohol in the out. So <laughs> Yep, I'm that's about that now. I'm like, yep. I'm, I'm usually drinking by this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this time in the year, not this time of the day. Okay. But like, yeah. Um, you know, there's usually lots of parties going on. And of course, that's not happening with COVID. And so now I think I'm really looking at the pieces for me mm-hmm. and figuring out um, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. What else can I make it so that it feels good for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Thank Crying you. Grinch. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for showing up radically honest. See, this is what radical honesty looks like and feels <laughs> like at times. <laughs> at times, but it's good. It's, it's like, good. you need the clarity on what the fuck is going on. Yeah. If you're ever going to uproot it and it, it can uproot very quickly. I mean, I could stay in this cycle of, you know, just low level drinking to numb out and avoid it. But all of the things that bug me are still going to be there. Yeah. And every year you're going to go through the same cycle. And, right. and, you know, the one thing I would like to share in, in, in this journey with you is the, the, the fact that since you've made that choice and felt the uncomfortable pieces, you've now are going to create new traditions and new experiences to reclaim this time of year for you where other years you just kind of numbed out and you just survived it and you just like knuckle grind through the thing and then we survived it and then we'll do you we don't have to look at it till the next year and so in this year you know watching you choose some being able to now start to make new choices to reclaim this time so i'm really excited to see what happens next year for you right like to Uh to see where are you still a grinch at this time of year are you like super excited about your new traditions (laughs) i wish i had like a grinch mask that would have been so appropriate for today you know (laughs) doesn't fit the brand colors though you know Okay. Thank you for sharing. I love that. Thank you, you for so, probing. You're welcome. All right. I'm a good prober. I would have made a really good alien. There you go. <laughs> Who says you maybe weren't? That's yeah. true. Who says I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My turn. Let's see. So I've had a lot of stuff go on in my world um, and where radical honesty has been like, you know, really important. Um, But the one that I'm going to share is uh, talking about family at this time of year. Mm. 
So over the last year, I've been pretty estranged from most of my immediate family uh, for varying different reasons, but mostly crazy and dysfunctional. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> and there's been some a lot of clusterfucks and shit going on. And I'm the oldest of six siblings. So I have like a lot of siblings in my life and, um, and there's been lots of drama. So in particular, one of my sisters uh, reached out to me in August and said, Hey, I want to talk. And I was like, you know what? I can't. Like, I got a lot of other shit show in my plate right now with like husbands and dying dogs and exes and like, it's just like way too much, way too much on my plate. I'm like, let's circle back around in November. I'm like, so I, I was very proud of myself for like, instead of dropping into my old patterns, which would have been like to rescue, to save, to, to do all that stuff, you know, my sister's ready. So, okay, let's drop everything. I was like, nope, this is not going to work for me. So we circle around. So then she comes around and she sends me a text and she's like, Hey, it's November. Are you ready to talk? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not ready to deal with this shit. I still haven't fucking deal with all of the other shit that's still on my plate. It's getting closer, but it's still in the chaos. I'm still in the chaos. So I'm like, and then clients and all this stuff. So I, like, I put her off again. I'm like, let's, let's talk in, you know, the stuff in the beginning of, you know, in a couple of weeks. So she reaches around at the beginning of December and she's like, and are you ready? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I avoid it again. I'm like, nope. I'm just happy. I'm finally gotten happy. Things are going oh well. Like, no, I don't want to deal with this. No, 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 no. I'm like, I got a bunch of clients, all that kind of stuff. So I push her off to like two more weeks. And then, you know, conveniently, I have a client that books in at the time we're supposed to have <laughs> so, oh, how did that happen? I don't know. It's like mm -hmm. I just I forgot to put it in my calendar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so somebody booked in. So I had to postpone it again. So the Friday, last Friday, I wake up, I got my period, I got a headache, I'm like in migraines building, all the things, and I'm supposed to have conversation with my sister. And I've been like, I've been avoiding it. I've been avoiding it for months now. And I'm like, you know, so I send her a message. I'm like, so I got the things and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like I might need to postpone it till Monday. And so she, I was very proud of her. Very, very proud of her. She's like, so, and I'm like, and I want everything to work perfectly. Cause I'm afraid that if the, if I'm not in the right headspace and she's not in the right headspace, that the relate, that the conversation is going to go sideways and I'm going to lose another sibling. And so I just said to her, I'm terrified and I'm afraid that if we aren't in a good headspace, that our conversation isn't going to go well and I'm going to lose you. And she brilliantly said, listen, stop fucking avoiding it. <laughs> I love it. Kudos yeah. to her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, stop avoiding it. 
She's like, yes, both of us are very opinionated and can get very fiery, but we also love each other and we can, you know, see some from another place of other people's perspective. And she's like, and I miss you and I want you back in my life. So, you know, stop avoiding it. <laughs> so I get this message and I'm cooking and I just start bawling. I'm just bawling and bawling and bawling. And I'm like, and I'm texting her and I'm like, I'm super emotional. And yes, I'll rip off the bandaid. You're right. I am avoiding it. Give me five minutes. <laughs> so she picks up the phone. And as soon as I hear her voice, I just start bawling. I've managed to stop bawling long enough to call her to then start bawling again. And she's like, okay, then she's like, we haven't even gotten into it. I said, I told you I was emotional. <laughs> like, I told you I was going to be emotional and I am emotional. So, so we're just going to talk through the tears. We're just going to talk through the tears. If you can't understand me, ask for more clarification and I'll blow my nose enough so that I can say it again so you can understand me. And we were kind of laughing as I'm crying and and so I just went into this beautiful place of raw vulnerability and said, okay, so our relationship's been a clusterfuck for a while. And these are the parts that I have been playing a role in. And I took responsibility for the parts that I've been playing in the, the family dynamic and the resentment that I've been feeling. And so just a, just a quick backstory without having to go into my family clusterfuck of dynamics is that um, my role in the family has been the parent, the parental role to everybody, all of my siblings, including my parents. And so that dynamic created this uh, weird dynamic where my siblings never really get to see me as their equal or their sibling. And I'm the parent that they get to be angry and resentful of. And I'm angry and resentful because I never wanted to be their parents in the first place. And they don't appreciate me. And I've done all this sacrificing for them, but they've never asked me to sacrifice for them. So that dynamic has created a lot of fucked up shit in my family dynamic with my siblings because of the anger, the resentment, the, the, the all of the, the layers of not seeing me for who I am and all those things. So I just took responsibility for, it wasn't fair that I'm angry and resentful at my sister for something that she never asked me to do in the first place. And that I want to make a space in a new way for us to have a relationship. And it was really beautiful because she totally admitted it. <laughs> she totally agreed. She totally like, you're right. That is fucked up. And yes, um, you have every right to feel resentful because she did sacrifice a lot for us and we don't appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for the honesty and the validation. <laughs> I very much appreciate that. Mm -hmm. said, At the same time, though, it still wasn't your responsibility to appreciate me because you never asked me to do that role. And so I said, we don't need to go into all of the, the nitty gritty of this time when I did this or that time when you did that. I said, we don't need to go into the past from that perspective. I said, moving forward, I would like a relationship that looks different. And this is what I would like. And, and so I talked about wanting to have more feeling like a priority. And, um, and the biggest piece was honesty. I'm like, we need to be honest radically mm -hmm. honest with each other. 
I said, every problem that we've ever had in our relationship dynamic has been because we haven't been honest. And I'm like, and I don't mean like tiptoe through the tulips honest. I mean, like fucking stop it. You're annoying me right now. <laughs> honest. I'm like, I get paid to choose my words wisely and to have that level of empathy and compassion and like, you know, tiptoeing around things for, to make it easier for people to hear. But in my personal life, this is the commitment that I've made in my personal life is that I don't want to have to tiptoe and I want to be able to just say whatever I'm thinking without a filter and have everybody else be able to say exactly what they're thinking without a filter. And if anybody gets triggered, then we own that we get triggered and then we have a conversation about it. But mm -hmm. this whole tiptoeing around, I said, I don't want to do anymore. And so we made that agreement and then I asked her what she needed and then she told me and then it was really beautiful. She's like... I have, I have some, I, so then I could tell that there was some stuff that she hadn't said and that she needed to tell me, but she hasn't felt safe to tell me. And so I just asked her, I said, what truth is it that you need to need to know? And it was really beautiful because she's like, I can't say it. I said, you can say it. I promise that I will love you unconditionally and I will not leave you and we will work through it. And so she shared some really uncomfortable truths with me and was really worried that I was going to be really upset. And I wasn't upset and I, it was beautiful. And we did, were able to do this profound healing and we both made these agreements. And then she was able to ask me what she needs to have a healthy relationship with me and for us, for her to feel loved and for her to feel important and for her to feel seen and for her to feel safe, to be honest and trustworthy and all these things. And so it was beautiful like absolutely beautiful, but none of that would have happened if there wasn't a space of real honesty mm -hmm. and that radical honesty isn't about being brutal. Like it wasn't about being, and I think that's really important that like, when I say, you know, that honesty without all of the flowery words, it's still coming from a place of love. It's still coming from a place of, I want you in my life. So I need to say this, or I need to talk about this, or I need this behavior to change. But uh -huh. really from that place of love, not from a malicious place, not from a mean place, not from a hurtful place. And I, I think that was the piece that within my family dynamic, people use, well, I'm just being honest. Mm. As a, as a cover for I'm being an asshole and being mean to you because I'm hurt because I'm not actually being honest about what I'm really hurt about. So I'm going to call you out on your shit and make fun of you. And I'm going to use that. And I'm going to be like, well, I'm just being honest. What's the problem? And so that was another piece that we needed to negotiate in our, in our relationship that honesty always comes from a place of empathy and love and not from a hurtful place at all. And so that was really beautiful to see the difference in how moving from a place of radical honesty versus brutal honesty, which is really just being mean for the sake of yeah. being mean. Well, and the, you know, that brutal honesty, it, it feels like oh, this is the only way I have to say it. And so I'm going to, I'm going to make a snarky comment that pertains to the thing that I'm upset about but it's not actually owning it. So instead of saying, Hey, I'm really uncomfortable when you do, when you leave your dishes, you know, all over the counter, instead of putting them away in the dishwasher, 
um, you know, that's, that's radical honesty, just like really calling it out. This is not okay with me versus, oh, you always leave your dishes on the counter. I mean, what is wrong with you? Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like anytime somebody says always or never, it's usually a lie. Um, and it's usually hurtful because, you know, those are not truths. It's not always, and it's not never. Um, but we don't need to say it that way because it's really about, Hey, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. Can you change this? Yeah. And then the other piece I would say that I really point out, cause I know you, and I know this conversation that you've had with her is that there was also a, a big level of detachment. So when you share your radical honesty, it's with that love, but it's also a detachment from the outcome about whether they choose to change because it's, you can't have the deta- an attachment to them changing for you. Otherwise it's not from love. Love yeah. doesn't have attachments. Exactly. And, and that was, and that's a really beautiful pace. Like that was one of the reasons why I was avoiding her for so long <laughs> is that I couldn't seem to quite get to the detachment piece that it was Mm -hmm. being able to have that conversation, knowing that she may choose not to be in my life and she may choose not to do those things, or she may, she may, whatever choice she makes, it may not be the one that I want her to make. And if I went into that conversation with that attachment, it wouldn't, there would be expectations. There would be resentment. There would be all, it wouldn't be from a complete place of, mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm offering. And you're, you are free to choose whether you want to be in that. And I think that's the, that's a really important piece is she was free to choose one or the other. It wasn't a conversation where you are not allowed to choose this or that. Uh This is the way I want this outcome to be. And so this is how it's going to be. (laughs) And the reality is, is that when we have death, especially when we have deep emotional stuff, that is how we move. We really do move from a place of that. There is no choice. There is no outcome where there's a choice where the person, even when you say, would you like to do this? You don't really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you would like to do this. It's more, you really should just honestly just say, I need you to do this. Yes. Period. Period. And the whole, I need you to do this period. Isn't even the, even, isn't even really the thing because it's still has, there's a a semblance of a choice where they get to say no. Like, I think the reality is, is that if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. It's really, (laughs) I'm going to be mean and bitchy if you don't actually do this. So you sort of have a choice, but the choices are kind of ugly. Yeah. Not really. Not really. Not really. So, so that's that beautiful piece, right? Is that, And and I just want to chime in on, you know, a reminder for everyone. I'm sure a lot of people realize this, but when we detach from the outcome, we stand a really good chance of actually getting the outcome that we desire. But when we are attached and we're trying to force the other person, then their defense mechanisms kick in, their need to rebel, their need to say, fuck you, I'm not doing what you want. You're not the boss of me, right? That little five-year-old goes, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. Right? Um, So we actually, and this is the thing, it's like when we practice these skills of radical honesty, we stand a much better chance of getting the outcome that we desire. And we've let go of the outcome. We've let go of attachment to the outcome. So 
either way we win. We do. We truly do. No matter what ends up happening in that yeah. experience, we've done the legwork to get to a place where it'll be nice if this happens and we're okay if this happens. Yeah. Which makes it a much easier place to engage and interact. And it also makes it a beautiful, more of an inviting space for the other person to want to be in with you because mm-hmm. they don't, it's an invitation. It truly is a choice. It is, they, they get to move from a place of empowerment instead of a place of control yeah. and, and, and fear and all of these beautiful things. So, yes. So once again, this is how radical honesty is showing up in our life. This is why we call it a real talk series, real talk. <laughs> Getting honest, even if you don't want to share it all, Gaia makes you spill it. <laughs> she's so mean all in in love in love all in love and with consent by the way yes we have so this is a a beautiful important piece that I want to leave the audience with so that you're not like oh I'm just going to start practicing radical honesty with everybody in my family this (laughs) this holiday season I don't recommend don't start at Christmas please don't don't start at Christmas no not start at the holiday season Mm -mm. um is the piece around consent. So Dana and I have given each other consent to have a radical, honest relationship. When I was negotiating a conversation with my sister, we were talking about giving each other consent to have a radical, honest relationship. If that consent is not there, shit goes sideways really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, and, and how do you get consent and how do you navigate those conversations? Those, these are part of why we've created this immersive uh, retreat around radical honesty. How do you navigate it? How do you, how do you embrace it? What is it? You know, how do you embody it? And, mm-hmm. and how do you set it up in you, for yourself, within yourself, but also within your relationship dynamics around you? Yeah. So do you want to say anything more about our invitation to our retreat? I, I think that's a really great, no, I think you've, you've hit on a lot of it. it. It really is about that experiential aspect of it, because when you feel it in your body, when you can feel, what does it feel like to navigate that? What does it feel like when the other person is reciprocating in the same radical honesty, then you have some benchmarks to go back and, and work towards in your, your other relationships. Um, Without that, you're kind of guessing, like, am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? And because we've had so much bad modeling, especially, mm-hmm. you know, this is my personal rant, but I think all of the personal development world, all of our little bliss, bliss buddies running around going, I just need to speak my truth. And meanwhile, it's like, it's a bitchy comment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always like when somebody says to me, I need to speak my truth to you. I'm like, yeah, what kind of bitchy comment are you going to make? Because it's, it's. I have never had somebody say that word, those, that phrase, and then follow it up with something that is a genuine detached outcome from love. Um, it's yeah. So I, I think there's a lack of modeling and there's a lack of places to really experience radical honesty. Uh, so, you know, we're really leading a movement. I, I want 
I would love to see more of the world move in this way, because I think this would be the fastest way for us to heal relationships and politics and so many things that are broken. It is because we're, you know, not being honest. Uh, you know, like you said, with everything that went sideways with your families, because nobody was really being honest about what's going on. Then things go bad in relationships because you're not, you know, you're not continuing to be honest about, Hey, that really doesn't work for me. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you know, like yeah. these, these kinds of, of things. Um, so radical honesty to me is, is vital and it will repay you in spades coming out for the weekend retreat with us. Uh, will change every aspect of your life and your business if you have a business. I agree. So it's the dates are April 20. I think our first our first event is April 22nd, 2022. I and didn't look up the dates prior to coming. So <laughs> I just changed the dates and stuff. So I'm like, it's close Somewhere to my memory. Around there. Uh, so yeah, April 22nd, uh, April. <laughs> <laughs> and, a lot. and it will be an in-person event, um, in Toronto. in Toronto near the airport. So it's easy to get to, and, uh, we will have rapid testing on site so that <laughs> you can uh, all feel safe and comfortable. So, uh, yeah, so the, the link will be in the show notes so that you can uh, register and we can't wait to see you. All right. Um, how can people spend more quality time from a professional in a professional capacity? So this is very important. (laughs) Yes. Not looking for dates. Thank you. Yeah, this is not a, a call out yeah. for a booty action or a sex. So how can people spend time with you professionally? Professionally. So uh, call to action, jo- uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. That is my preferred social media platform. Um, last name is spelled P-H-A-R-A-N-T, easy to find. Uh, and then dataferent.com if you want to check out more of free, re- free, free, so try that again free resources <laughs> and to uh, to get in touch with me beautiful and to spend more time with me in a professional capacity <laughs> i am not available for having anybody's babies or getting married or having sex or dating or any of the, the above that's on a personal level whatsoever so in a professional capacity, you can find me at GaiaMorissette.com is the best way, the gateway to all things Gaia. All right. <laughs> Until next time after the holiday season, um, in our next uh, episode of Radical Honesty, the Real Talk series. Bye-bye. Bye.